Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Bench. I am thrilled to have a special friend on the show with me, and you guys are going to love this. Barbara Cameron is going to join me in just a few minutes. Many of you know her as the mom of Kurt Cameron and Candace Cameron Beret, and I'm going to have a fantastic talk with her today about motherhood, about all things Cameron family, and I think you guys are going to laugh, you're going to be encouraged, and you're going to be glad you came. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, I'm really happy to have Barbara Cameron on the show with me. You guys are going to love hearing from her. Barbara's been married for 53 years. She's got four grown kids and 17 grandchildren. As many of you know, two of her kids grew up in Hollywood. Her son, Kurt Cameron of Growing Pains, and of course, her daughter, Candace Cameron of Full House and Fuller House. Barbara is a delight. She loves the Lord. She has a heart of encouragement, and she's going to make you laugh. At least that's the effect she has on me. Barbara, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Heidi. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well for the shape I'm in. You know, I, I told you I, I survived the run for Congress, and now I'm Woo. just I'm getting my groove back. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm so I got so many questions for you. First of all, I'm so glad that you took the time uh, to come on the show with me because uh, the last time I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I was on your podcast the last yes, time you were we did on something. Our yeah, yeah. That's and so listeners that. need to know about that. So this is probably a good place to start. You have a podcast. Tell us about it. Okay. That it's a splash with Shalene Bryan and her sidekick Barbara Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're like sort of like diamond and silk. Yes, because I say uh huh, mm-hmm. I smile a lot. <laughs> I'm a woman of few words, but I think sometimes <laughs> when I do say something, it has a little bit of meaning. So, yeah, we just uh, love to splash a little love, encouragement uh, to rehydrate our souls. And uh, mm. there's so many women and men, you know, we're just get dehydrated, and so. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of wonderful guests that come on the podcast. And uh, we have a new thing, um, Too Good to Be True. And through our experiences and our travels, it's really wonderful. Shalene came up with this idea to, <clears throat> when we're encouraged, you know, to encourage others. And so mm. we'll call people just uh, that have maybe done something really kind or some, we're grateful uh, to hmm. someone who didn't even expect it and then bless them with um, something. You should call Elon Musk and thank him for buying Twitter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let me love. You have to let, let me know if you get a hold of him. I'd be I'd be super curious to Yeah. I really yeah, tell Shalene. Heidi says we should call Elon Musk yeah, and say, Hey exactly. Thanks for thanks for spending a couple billion uh, you know, buying Twitter because everybody's got that kind of money lying around. <laughs> So you have you've been married for a long time. Fifty three years is a I long have. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations, by the way, because Thank you. Uh, Takes it's work. A, it's a, it does take. I just celebrated my thirty third anniversary. Awesome! And, um, Congrats. Thank you. It really does. I think people have been married more than five years are kind of a, a kind of a endangered species about now. Well, especially in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, okay, you're right. So if you say you've been married for 53 years and you're and you're in the Hollywood, you know, the mashup down there, yeah. really that makes you married for like 150 yeah, years exactly. in normal people years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> like in homeschool years, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 112. <laughs> you know, when you homeschool seven yeah. kids, that's what it, you know. Hey, that's, let me tell you, it's seven. Whew. I don't know how you women do it. <laughs> One 20. day at a time. 
That's right. One day at a time. <laughs> it's just one day at a time. So I know a lot of people are familiar, obviously, with your son, with Kurt Cameron, who's who's continued, and so is Candace, really, to yeah. stay in mm-hmm. the business for a long time, which is, is saying something, especially given the fact that people know that they are – uh, Christians. They've mm-hmm. been very outspoken about yeah. their faith. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in the notes, we were talking about this a minute ago. I think people think that you guys had a Christian home, that your kids grew up in a Christian home. Was that the case? Absolutely not. Uh, no, that is the perception. And especially when people think about Kirk and Candace and their their faith and how strong they are and being in Hollywood and everything, um, people just assume that they were, but they were not. Uh, I became a believer when I was a little girl at about 10 years old, going to Sunday school. You know, it was a way of my parents um, sending us to Sunday school so they could have a little bit of peace and quiet. On yeah, Sunday. get a break. <laughs> Take a little break. Um, but we didn't pray. We didn't um, uh, really open up the Bible. Kind um, of a Christian and name only kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. So when I was raising my children, um, although I love Jesus, uh, of what I knew in the maturity, you know, at just from what I learned as a child, it wasn't very deep. Mm. And so I married a man who didn't believe in God. And we never talked about God. Uh, The only thing that I actually did was on Christmas morning or Christmas night, um, Christmas Eve, I would um, put the little nativity scene underneath the Christmas tree. And then Christmas morning, I would put the baby Jesus in. And it was a Mm. way of, you know, Maybe the kids would ask me, oh, who is Jesus, you know, and mm. share with them a little bit. But it, it really didn't go much more than that. Um, I think really, to make a long story short, um, my children came to know Jesus through uh, a, a difficult time during my husband's and my marriage when mm. the kids were in the business uh, about 16 years. Um, things started to go a little awry. And Mm -hmm. uh, our marriage was in trouble. And this Mm -hmm. is when the kids were in the business. Kirk was doing growing pains. Candace was on full house. And, um, yeah, it was a a very difficult time. Um, And I, you know, I I was a woman who was just a mom, um, um, homemaker. Uh, I wasn't a very... uh, opinionated or spoke a lot. My husband was someone who was, you know, loved to talk and loved to challenge in people and how they thought and things. And I was just kind of, I think, sheltered a little bit and I didn't hmm. really have a voice. And so um, with the kids being in the business, there was a lot of recognition on who they were and going to the set all the time. And, you know, things were yeah. fun. And, and I also had two other children. I had Kirk, uh, Melissa and Bridget. And so while I was taking Kirk and Candace to school, uh, my husband would take Bridget and uh, Melissa and bring them home and do their homework and so on and so forth until I got home. And then, you know, we would regroup and have dinner and homework and that kind of stuff. Um, but that's a busy life. I mean, you, you had. Uh and I, it's it's kind of a fascinating dynamic because people often wonder, you know, how do you, how does a person get into the business in in Hollywood? Because it's mm-hmm. no joke. I mean, you you know, you've got your your kids on on the cover of these teen heartthrob magazines. Mm-hmm. I told Kirk, I said, you know, I'm sure I'm sure everyone tells you this, but I'm fairly certain I had a picture of you in my locker. 
I, you know, in, in, in 1986, <laughs> you know, I, I, may, I may or may not have had a picture. <laughs> uh, but how did you guys decide? And it's it's interesting, you know, you have two kids that, that went into the business and two kids that didn't. And so you have this juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. How did you get? How did you get into that? And on that, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back around and come to your marriage because I want to tie right. it all together. Okay. Well, uh, there wasn't anyone in our family that were in the industry at all. It was uh, through a, uh, a friend. We lived in the same apartment building, and her son was Adam Rich from the show A's Enough. And uh, I love he, that show too. Yeah, he was doing back when TV was actually good to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back then. Back then, um, so he uh, he was doing commercials and he got the show uh, and was working. And his mom at some point said, "Hey, you ought to take your kids in to see my agent." And I was like, "Oh no, Fran, not no. I, there's no reason. I I don't have any experience. My kids don't have any experience. No, I don't think so." How old were they <clears throat> at that time? They were probably four, five. Kirk was about four or five, and and. I only had um, Kirk and Candace at the time. And then our friendship, you know, grew. And, and then I had a couple more children. And we would meet each other periodically. And she was, how are the kids doing? And I was showing her some pictures of my sister's wedding. I think Kirk was about nine. And um, Candace was about four. And she said, oh, can I take these pictures in to show my agent? And I'm like, what? <laughs> still? You know, like five, six years later. Are we I'm still like, talking oh, about gosh. this? Yeah. So she said, no, can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I just gave her the pictures. Well, a couple of days later, the agent calls me, or I mean, Fran calls me and she said the agent would like to see them. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I asked the kids, hey, do you want to go see Adam's agent? You know, maybe be on commercials. Everybody's like, yeah, that'd be fun. So we hop in our VW bus and head to the (laughs) Hollywood Hills and uh, got to her home, which was also her office. And uh, we went in and uh, the kids all sat on this couch. And so here's this agent. She's from New York and she's Jewish. And she talks like this. She talks with a with a with a cigarette out of her mouth, and she's talking with this New York accent. She, okay, kids, uh, line up here, and I'm going to ask you, you know, some questions, and uh, just just give me an answer. And so she was, and she was very intimidating, <clears throat> I guess. And uh, so the kids, you know, they all sat on the couch, and she would ask. She said, "Okay, Kirk, you know, stand up and say, uh, uh, hey, mom, let's go to McDonald's.'" And so he would say that. She said, say it with more energy. So we did. Okay, next. And so Bridget stood up and she did hers and went down the line. And so when she was all finished, she said, okay, I'll take Kirk. I'll take Melissa and bring Candace back in a year. She's too young for me. And that was it. Out the door we went. Now, I took the kids because my daughter Bridget, who was the oldest, she was our little performer. Yeah. We loved to entertain. And so I thought if anybody was going to get it, it would be her. And so as we're walking down the driveway uh, and everybody was kind of excited, I get this little tug on my my blouse and she goes, mommy, mommy, what about me? Because she had taken everybody else. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, I was just like, um, you know what? You go down to the car with daddy. I'm going to run back up. I'm going to find out what's going on. And so I ran back up and uh, she said, no, honey, uh, She's not ready. She's, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to work with her. And I'm like, oh, but you, but she's our little performer. She's our entertainer. No, honey, I'm sorry. 
I'm like, oh, great. So I go down and I'm at the top of this hill and I'm looking down at the car and I see my little girl looking up at me with these big eyes and kind of a smile just waiting for me. And I see this big smile and I think to myself, what am I going to say? And then all of a sudden I see her braces and I'm like, okay. I go down there and she goes, mommy, what'd she say? And I said, she said that... You have braces. And, you know, when when you have sugary cereals and candies, you know, you your teeth aren't good. And so if you're wearing braces, you know, they don't work right now. But as soon as your braces come off, mommy's going to take you back and we're going to get you an agent. And she's like, okay, mommy. And so she gets in the car and she's always, you know, really positive. And, and so you kicked the can down the road I, is I what, what you just did. 12 and years later. Speaking of kicking the can down the road, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, so you kicked the can. Yep. So I kicked down the, the road, can, and twelve years later, when she was a senior in high school, the, the braces finally came off, just so she could have her her uh, senior pictures done. Oh my goodness! So and so anyway, there was a long period of time in there where um, Kirk and Candace they were doing well, working, everything was good, and uh, so they started. So the first thing that they that they auditioned for, did they get? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Kirk, I think, was his sixth audition, and he got it. And the commercials just came. They did very well commercially. And as you do, you know, the commercials, and you get your feet wet, then the agent moved them on into like little one, uh, a boy scene in a film, or you know, in another series or something, just a you know, like one line or something. And uh, so they started booking that stuff. And then the series started coming. So she felt they were seasoned and ready to start auditioning for series. And uh, wow, Kirk was actually doing, uh, he had gone on an audition for a film with um, River Phoenix and some of the other kids that were, you know, in his age range at that time. And uh, he was up for a film. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he was up against um, a couple of those young boys. And we were told to pack our bags because we were, he was going to get it, but he went in for like a screen test and, uh, we came back and somebody else walked in and he was a very popular actor at the time. And we realized, uh Oh, it isn't just you. It's somebody else too. It's some, yeah, it's competition. Yeah. We got the call that he did not get it, but I think the next day he went in for the role of growing pains to audition for that. And that was a funny audition too, because we were late for the audition and I told him to just run up to the producer's office. Uh, I would go park the car. And by the time I parked the car and got up to the, the office, uh, he had gone in. But um, when he had gotten there, the producers opened up the door and said, sorry, but the auditions are closed. And he said, he kind of put his foot in the door <laughs> so he wouldn't close it on. <laughs> and he said, please, my mom's going to be really, really mad at me if I don't audition can I just please come in and just say the line and the guy says yeah sure so he let him in and I got there they came out Kirk was finished and the producer said hey I did a good job and I said oh great 
And he said, yeah, he's uh, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, and he's perfect for the role of Mike Seaver. <laughs> so that was his. That was his audition, and he got it. And then Candace was also working on a film called Punchline. And while she was working that film, she got the audition for um, for Full House. And, uh, you know, that we didn't think she would get that either because she didn't like the audition at all. She felt she flubbed it up. And I went in and I said, hey, could you please do it again? She said, no, she did a fine job. And I said, yeah, well, she doesn't feel very good about it. So can you please just listen to her do her lines again? Casting director was like, yeah, okay, go ahead. So she did. And then we got the call that she got. She got full house, but she was already working. So they waited. They they held up production for her to finish the wow. film. It was really great. Yeah, not done very often. Uh, so I guess they really wanted her. Wow, that's amazing. And did and as your kids are getting obviously now they're they're getting some name recognition and people mm-hmm. know who they are. That how was that for the other kids? You know, I I believe that um, during all that period of time, we always tried to include the other girls. You know, I would take first class tickets and turn them into coach tickets so that we could all go. Um, if you were anybody that you know, had an attachment, whether you were a mother, a friend or whoever, people wanted your autograph. So Melissa and Bridget were, they were signing autographs whenever we would go to public appearances or anything like that. So we always made it a family affair. It wasn't just Kirk and it wasn't Mm. just Candace. So Mm. that's so important. uh, Bridget, actually, she's only four foot 11. And so she, when she was 18, she started working as a stand-in in the studios and on films and, and for also for full house, she was a stand in there. So she got her, uh, you know, she had her little dream of, you know, working in the set on the set, working in the studio, being on television. She got some little roles here and there. And, uh, I think it kind of satisfied at that time, um, just maybe an emptiness or a, a desire that she would have loved to have been or had the opportunity that Kirk and Candace had. But uh, yeah. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't God's timing. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's I mean, that's an important thing for every parent listening to this, because sometimes our dreams for our kids are different mm-hmm. from God's dreams for them. Yep. And and we want to train them up in the way that God wants them that's to right. go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's such a fascinating, uh, you know, I look at Hollywood now and even the modeling industry, mm. uh, which I, I dabbled in when I was in, uh, in high school. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. But, uh, and I uh, just dabbling and I, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually really glad I got married when I was 19 because mm-hmm. I think being in that industry probably would have wrecked me given where I was coming from. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, you're. Your opinion, just watching where Hollywood is now, mm-hmm. if you had to do it over, would you want your kids mm-hmm. in the business? Yeah, I get that percep- uh, that question a lot. And uh, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I our experience was good. I mean, mm-hmm. we really uh, – did I see children who fell away, uh, who were tempted? Uh, I think it's because – of the family, the the mm. presence of the mom or the dad. Maybe they weren't there. Maybe they weren't, you know, they drop them off at the set. And yeah, then the kids see you were. later. So they're in an adult environment. And um, I didn't do that. I was always there. And my kids weren't um, involved in a lot of the social parties and whatnot um, that they always had. And I'm so grateful that I didn't allow any of that to happen. I was very, very protective 
and mm -hmm. uh, went with them everywhere and didn't let them go uh, to sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm even hearing now. Uh, right, some right. Of the young actors who are now adults and the stuff that went on back then. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I just felt like God's protection over us. Mm -hmm. was, yeah, uh, yeah. Very instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, we're I'm I can't even believe it, but I'm out of time already for today. Would you come back tomorrow? Because I want to kind of circle back around to how the Lord got a hold of your life and certainly uh, changed the trajectory, uh, particularly as it relates to your to your marriage and your kids. Uh, would you be willing to come back tomorrow? We'll pick it up where I would we left love off. It. Yeah, thank you, Barbara Cameron. You are just delight. Tell everybody again where they can find your podcast and get a little bit of hydration for their soul. Yes, it is Splash with Shalene Bryan. You can find us on Facebook and on um, most of the podcast um, media. Splash. And I've been on your show, so yes, you have. I can you I can attest it. <laughs> I can attest it's a hoot and holler and good time. So I hope that uh, all the podcast fanatics will will check it out and listen to you. And in the meantime, I will see you back here tomorrow. For more information on the Heidi St. John podcast and on my guest, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. Barbara's also written a book, which I will link back to in the show notes today. Thanks for listening to everybody, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. <laughs>